Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. I always wait for the jingle, right? So today is Monday, April 11th. Yes. Wow. Um, Took me a minute. Kind of close to tax deadline. Um, we have a few more days this year. A few more days this year. How come? I don't know. Okay. So um, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We have a great show today. The mission of our show, of course, is to make a difference, right? Make a difference in the workplace. Make a difference in your career. Make a difference in all of our lives and also the world. Correct. Fair? Yes, it's very fair. Um, and we had a big week last week. We had a very interesting week. We we met lots of great talent. We met lots of great entrepreneurs. We had to say where we were. We were in uh, NYC um, as representing media, meeting and greeting um, lots of new entrepreneurs and authors at the uh, 2016 National Publicity Summit. Um, I will say, I'm just going to say, right, that uh, the booth next to us was uh, 2020, you know, the TV show 2020. And, um, you know, we had a longer line. We had a longer line. We did. We went after five o'clock. They were shutting the place down and we still had people like. And I spoke to the guy, right, who was there. I said, you know what? Ever since, um, you downs left and we don't hear, and this (laughs) is 2020, I think the show went downhill. It went downhill, yeah. It's never (laughs) been the same. Um, anyway, we met a lot of really fantastic talent. There's a lot of great things going on in the world today, right? Well, you know, every time we go, there's like, there's actually quite a few people that, um, like, it's just like, we kind of wonder like, well, how, how would that work on the show? Right. And this time it was just person after person after person that was terrific. Every single one. Right. And you know, we're getting a little smart too, right? So we're four years deep with this show. Mm. And believe me, one thing we know for sure, like Oprah says, it's all connected. So corporate talk is not only about corporate talk. It's about everything corporate. Well, so, it's personal and professional development. Why is Joe, where's Joe? Why is he not in again? Well, because, you know, he's having issues with his teens and, you know, he's he was bad. up all night and his back <laughs> is out and. Blah, blah, blah. So and it's all connected. To all of that. Right. Uh, another quick shout to you, the Big E, tomorrow. Oh, yes. Tomorrow I'm going to be speaking at the Wedding Professionals of Columbus. I'm going to be speaking about Stand Up and Be Heard, Overcome Your Fear of the Spotlight. So I'm very, very excited and grateful to have that opportunity. And I'm looking forward to meeting all the Wedding Professionals of Columbus, which will be fun, which means we have to take a trip to Columbus. Right. It's big, big. Big time for us. Big time for us. Uh, again, we're broadcasting <laughs> big live from a secure bunker here in Cincinnati. We're, I'm from New York City, and Eva is from Chicago. So we kind of get it, right? We miss the food, um, but we're here. So, you know, tough time, right? We're in April of an election year. It's kind of too easy to talk politics. Let's... You know, let's do something a little more complicated. Let's talk other drama. Let's, yeah, let's get serious. 
let's kind of work within our home, right? Mm. And let's see what we can do to build a better relationship inside the home, which in turn comes out, right? Right. And this is, this is actually a topic that's, you have more, I don't know how I would say it, but you have more experience with, I guess, because you had teenage daughters. They're now fully grown adult women. Right. But I have not. You I have know, not had teenagers at all. It's sort of like the George Benson song, right? Hindsight is 20. Hindsight is 20. 20. Mm-hmm. A lot of good it's going to do me now. Right? Well, no, but you have. And we we have three granddaughters now because a new one was welcomed into the world on Friday. Right. right. After the summit. So already so we're planning. You, yeah, you've got a plan. This is one to, to hand over right to Carolyn. <laughs> um, okay. All kidding aside, right, we're really proud of the content we bring to the show mm-hmm. and that we can have the privilege of saying we've met 99% of our guests, and today is no exception. This theme for today is about dialing down the drama with your teens, mainly, you know, your daughter, but your teens in general. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean... This is such a much-needed, unbelievable show today, um, and we're going to help so many people. Well, and I think that the drama is even worse than it used to be. I mean, there was always drama, but I think now it's got to be worse. You know, there's a lot of issues here, right? And, uh, you know, I'll get into it once we start talking. Um, But anyway, so we would love to introduce today a very, very special guest, Colleen O'Grady, um, Colleen, are you with us? I am with you. I'm so Excellent. glad to be here. Oh, and you know what? Welcome to Corporate Talk. Thank you for being patient. I don't, you know, like to go into too much. I leave that to you. But first, share maybe your website so we can follow along as well. Okay. Um, my website is Colleen O'Grady. Dot com and that's uh, two L's and two E's in Colleen. So it's just um, ColleenOGrady.com. And um, I actually, uh, if anyone is would like, I have a chapter from my book that just came out, Dial Down the Drama, that is I would love to give your um, listeners. Excellent. Oh, thank you. Excellent. And... Um... You know, we are very grateful, right? Yes. Um, and we're very grateful to have you as a guest as well because, you know, this is, this is some complicated stuff, right? And, um, yeah. you know, and I'm looking at your background and when we met, I mean, you have an extensive background. Maybe you can share with us first how you started or, you know, how you evolved into getting into helping parents with their teens. Right, because the story is a really good one. Yeah. 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 Um, Well, it really has been my life's work. I, um, in the 80s, I was a a youth minister. And actually what that really means in terms of for y'all is that I hung out with teens all the time in all kind of situations. And I, um, and what was great about those years is I loved them. I, I saw what was great about teens, their 
their excitement, their enthusiasm, their sense of adventure, thinking outside of the box, their creativity, their zest for life. And then, um, yes. And then, um, what I was going to say is, um, the thing is, right? Um, you weren't just going through the motions. You were observing, checking out everything about what you were seeing, which, you know, we're kind of lucky that you did that, right? Because this is the return that you're giving, um, which I think is incredible. So, sorry, I just wanted to say that. So, continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what I, re- I realized later that it, I was really doing qualitative research. Right. Because... Because I was in the cafeterias, high school cafeterias, watching a lot of the, the teen politics and the, um, the bullying, and I, I, I saw that firsthand. Right. You know, um, uh. I, saw, I saw teens, um, you know, who were hanging out the windows going to football games who got into car accidents and had, had um, you know, brain injuries and... You know, so I've seen a lot. You know, it's funny, right? I mean, it's not funny, but the ratio is the same, right? It's very complicated living in that window as a teen equal to, you know, an adult at times. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a crapshoot, and you really need the support. These guys are our future leaders mm-hmm. too, right, Colleen? I mean, yeah. you, know, you, don't, yeah. you don't want to just get them through. You want to get them through as leaders, Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So I, I feel I have, um, kind of a unique view is because I saw, you know, in those years, these ministry years, I saw the scary stuff, but I, I really saw all the upside of teenagers. Then I taught in a medical school, um, for 19 years, um, in the child and adolescent department. And I also consulted um, in a psychiatric unit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you then, think uh, that maybe you had enough, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I saw, um, you know, I saw the good stuff and I saw the really scary stuff. Um, I agree a hundred percent with what you said earlier that this is a life's work because, you know, you described your involvement since the eighties. Um, and I just want to mention, um, to the listeners that um, on your website is this guide for mothers about your dial down the drama techniques. Is that available? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So come on. I mean, go to the website, ColleenOgrady.com, C-O-L-L-E-E-N-O-G-R-A-D-Y.com. Meet Colleen, partner with her. Colleen, by the way, you're, you know, you're a teammate now. You're in it now. So, um, and, you know, I say this because think about it. So since the eighties, you had to evolve with what you were seeing. I mean, things are different now than they were then, right? I bet sometimes a lot of the issues are different than they were. Like certainly there weren't many cell phones, if any, back then, right? There weren't any yeah. social media. I mean, things change. Wow. I mean, Geez, it's if not for you, how would we know, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. It's it's interesting. Um, well, and let me throw one more more piece in the puzzle of my experience is that um, uh, 
in the middle of this being a therapist is when I had my own um, teenage daughter. Oh, boy. So, yeah. 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 So I, I actually wrote my book, Dial Down the Drama, when she was 15, finished it when she was 19. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. So I would say sometimes it was writing the book and living the book, writing the book, living the book. But yes, um, so I, I write this book from, and, and this my work with people is, is really from, you know, being a working mom um, in the trenches. And um, so I, I have a, I think a kind of a unique perspective. Well, it's very unique and very, um, it's kind of complicated. It's very unsharing because you're willing to share even from your own household and you know, you know, like when you see on the bottom of the screen, you know, results may not be typical or whatever. And I guess, you know, the results inside your home may not have always been as you wanted them as well. I mean, it just takes a lot of courage to do what you do. Well, and I would think, too, that even though you had all this experience with teens, you know, it's kind of like, me not having children when we're when we're hanging out with the grandkids it's one thing but to actually live it it's a whole nother story so even though you think you're fully prepared i would think that once you got in the middle of the drama with your own daughter things changed and you realized that maybe you didn't know as much as you did or or was or is that not true oh my goodness that was true <laughs> um <laughs> yes so yes when my daughter when my daughter turned 11 now, here's what's interesting is we think of like the teenage years is when it's, you know, 13, 14. But the teenage years actually, um, early adolescence starts at nine. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Boy. Okay, so right yeah. off the bat, that's, that's a critical takeaway here, everyone, right? You don't have to be, you don't have to have teens that are in their mid-teens, right? If you have nine and 10-year-olds, let's, you know, let's, Get involved. Let's learn from Colleen. Right. right. And so let's let's hold that thought because that's going to be really good for the next segment because we're about to take our first break. Oh, I know. I know. But this is <laughs> it's going to be really good talking about early adolescence actually starts at nine. I, 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 mind officially blown already. Yes. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is Colleen O'Grady. We'll be right back. Let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. We're into segment two, and our guest today is Colleen O'Grady. Colleen is a seasoned, licensed marriage and family therapist for over 25 years, and her book is called Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter. And what we just learned in the first segment, that teen... Yeah, it's 13, but yet early adolescence starts at 9. So let's talk about that a little bit more because, wow, that seems so young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's surprising, but, um, yes, the tween years um, are included in the teenage years. And what I see, and, um, you know, Charlie, you brought this up in earlier, is where parents are not really prepared 
um, you know, with a lot of the digital world stuff. So yeah. let's say that you give um, your your tween a, a cell phone. That opens up a whole lot of issues. So you have a young tween, a middle school kid who has a cell phone, and um, I've had so many parents just shocked that their little tweens are on the phone till two or three in the morning. Well, I can tell you, okay, not even that. I would have that phone on my lap <laughs> during a test, Googling oh, you as everything <laughs> about what I was. I don't think they let you do that. I don't think that, I think all phones have to come to the We get a screen card to connect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. It's a, it's a very powerful tool. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, before we used to, now this is really going to age us, but we used to have to go find an Encyclopedia Britannica to go yeah. <laughs> to get any info. And it wasn't the kind of info you can get on the Internet in like a second anymore. So it's wow. it's so tough because how do you, oh, maybe so by I'm the going time, on topic. Wait, so by the time the 9 or 10-year-old get to the actual teens, they're way out there. They're way advanced. They're more what sophisticated we than we are. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah, absolutely. And the parents aren't expecting that because like, like you're saying is, is this is, you know, they haven't grown up with all of that. So they, um, you know, they didn't do this kind of stuff right. when they were kids. So they get caught off guard a lot. No, because we even had the phone. Somebody just showed a picture of this, and I for, I completely forgot about it. The phone was in the kitchen, right? The phone was in the kitchen with a really long cord. That was your privacy was the long cord. Right. <laughs> and now they can be anywhere in the, like, you know, like Colleen was just saying, you can be in your bed under the covers talking till 2 a.m. And, you know, unless you take the phone away, you really don't know that that's what's happening. Yeah. 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 yeah so that, wow, that. So was that one of the things that was really eye-opening for you then, Colleen, when, you know, you first started, when your daughter became a teen, that all of a sudden she was at a, she was still a little kid, but she was still also in some ways a bit more sophisticated than we were at that age. Yeah. Actually, my my daughter by by age 11 was already 5'9". Mm, that and- was me. Wow. Yeah, and so she, she was towering—not towering over me. I'm five six, but she was she was taller than I I was, and um, those tween years, um, you know, especially for girls, are you know in the puberty years are there the hormones are extremely erratic, the estrogen and progesterone, and so which causes big time uh, mood swings, which we know. Mm-hmm. Most women know that. Um, but what I, so when my daughter turned 11, here I was known in my community as, as an expert in teens and would, you know, speak at the American Association of Marriage. Yeah, the bar is therapist. high now, right? The bar is high for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, everybody refers to me, they're teenagers. And I, my daughter would sass off to me and I just, there's something primal in mothers that you just lose it. Like, are you serious? Yeah. You did not just say that to me. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no way did you just, you just say that. 
And um, so I was so shocked at how easy it was to lose it, even though I had taught parenting theories and all of this. And I, and so I thought, what is the deal? What is the deal? Because I, again, I love teenagers. So why is it so easy to lose it? And so I didn't want to be battling with my daughter while she was living at home because um, I wanted to enjoy her. And I knew what was possible and I, and I, that was a time I finally got why a lot of parents just say, you know, I just can't, you know, I just hope to survive the teenage years. Right. And I thought, and I thought, you know, half the years, if early adolescence is at nine, half the years they're at home, do you want to be battling with them or is there another way? And so you spent sleepless nights when your head hit the pillow saying that and actually delivered another way via what communication with your team. Yeah. I found one of the the key components is I think is really basing this on understanding neuroscience. Mm. Oh boy. Oh, that's and not, more about that. <laughs> yeah, and not only um, the, the teenage brain, but also how that interacts with the adult brain. Mm-hmm. And well, your teenager and you are so connected, right? And you know, it's kind of like when you're married. You, nobody knows how to push your buttons like the people that you're closest to. Mm-hmm. So I would think that just even before you get into the science of it, just the fact that you two are so close and you know each other so well and you know what really ticks the other one off, it can be easy to turn it into, you know, a powder keg. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The reason I focused in, in, in my book on mothers and daughters is because of that, you know, like we pray to have that baby, that baby girl, and then and she turns into a teenager. But um, that closeness is why we wanted that, and you know, mothers and daughters really identifying with each other. And yes, there's no one who can push your buttons more than than your daughter, mm-hmm. because you you see yourself in her, you had hopes for her, and. So, yes, absolutely. So no one can press your buttons like that little teenage girl. What, so, what, go ahead. Well, what is really interesting here, because, you know, there's so many parents out there that might agree or disagree, or, you know, and we'll talk about it more later, but um, you took your, you know, life mission and observations and all your expertise and then went, further and into neuroscience. Right. And I think that is what makes you over and above a true subject matter expert on this topic. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Um, Yes. So I have, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so I mean, something triggered that. And then you had to what, I mean, where did you get that research from? Yes. Well, I I was trained as a marriage and family therapist, and what that means is really understanding systems and looking at patterns of behavior. 
So that was really ingrained in me. Of so I'm looking at, um, you know, family systems, what happens between people and, and relationships. Then um, a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of good research about the teenage brain. Uh, and then there's a lot of good research about what happens in the adult brain. But um, I haven't seen much uh, in terms of the parenting books that connected the teenage brain with the adult brain. Wow. But I was primed for that since I look at neuroscience. Dan Siegel, who's one of my heroes, who is um, an MD and, and uh, has wonderful work, really talks about kind of the, the social brain and and how our brains are very, very social and pick up on cues with mirror neurons, dot, dot, dot. But let me just simplify it by saying that what happens is the teenage brain, the, the higher cortex, the higher cortical regions of the brain are undeveloped. The lower, more reactive, or some people call the stress brain, is completely developed. So with that, yeah. So then we say, well, what's what's mom and dad's deal? Well, when we get triggered, when even as adults, when we're emotionally flooded, when we're afraid, when we're stressed out, so we have if we have working parents who are completely exhausted, we are more vulnerable to for us kind of having that reactive brain. So we go, what that means is we're literally offline. Think of a computer. Mm-hmm. We got our word processor, but we can't go on the internet. Mm-hmm. So we have the lower brain running the show. We can't go into all the wonders of the higher brain. And we're left with the responses of the stress response of fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. So that means that, um, we, when you're in the lower part of the brain, we see things as kind of black and white. We treat, we tend to jump to conclusions. So that's why a teenager, you might have heard, is like, you hate me, she's great, she's horrible. It's not in the grays. You know, you've ruined my life. You know, you haven't done anything for me when that mother may have, you know, just had a huge birthday party for her the day before. So, and, and like you said, did you say that the social part of your brain is not yet developed, but the stress level part is? Did, did I get that oh, right? Oh. Um, okay. Yes. So, well, no. So what I mean by that, the brain is very, very social. It's always picking up clues from other people. So, yes, that, that's developed. But when we're offline... When um, the teenager spends the majority of their time in the reactive brain, mm. and that's where the drama comes from, maybe. That's the drama part, and that's um, that. There was a face test in McLean Hospital. They showed a um, they showed teenagers um, a card that had a picture of a of a uh, of someone who looked happy, a picture of someone who looked sad, a picture of someone who looked surprised. So about six facial expressions. What they did is they did some, um, they observed 
that when they did this with a teenager, that they analyzed the data of the faces from the lower part of the brain, the limbic system. And what happened is when they would look at a picture of someone who had a surprised look and they said, what emotion is that? They would say anger. When they mm. had an anxious face, they would say anger. So mm. they got got these card, all these facial expressions wrong. When the parents looked at the cards and looked at the facial expressions, they analyzed the information from the cortex. So, and they were able to accurately name each emotion. Wow, so there's a disconnect right from the get-go. Right. right so yeah. two parallel lines going. So no matter how you look, your child thinks you're angry. This is just, yeah. that's great, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we have to stop for a second, unfortunately, okay. and take our second break. But uh, we want to continue this when we come back. This is groundbreaking stuff. Please stay with us, everyone. Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and our very special guest, Colleen O'Grady. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, uh, welcome back, everyone. This is a really interesting show. We're yeah, talking with parenting and teen expert Colleen O'Grady. And you can learn more about Colleen at her website, ColleenOgrady.com. That's C-O-L-L-E-E-N-O-G-R-A-D-Y.com. Um, if you have a teen and that starts at nine and up where you're going to get some valuable information from Colleen, I mean, you have to reach out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable, you know. So what we were hearing before the break, Colleen was, you know, the disconnect between a parent's perception and a teen's perception when you were describing a teen sees everything as anger. Um, I mean, God, this, this, this makes me want to ask a million questions. You know, we had a guest <laughs> on way back that said you have to learn to speak kid, right? Um, because uh-huh. one of my concerns as a parent and believe me, we, you know, we, uh, we're all parents. A lot, see a lot of parents. Um, they have to care as well. It's not about, um, I don't think, unless, you know, you're the expert, right? Um, reprimanding or lecturing. It's about learning how to communicate yeah. with your teen, right? And that's why I think you, yeah. be, I still think it can be really tough when you're in the middle of it, right? Like even if you know, like, they say something nasty and 
it's just like in marriage, you know, you say something nasty, it pushes buttons, even if you know that there's right um, a scientific reason for it. But you know, it's funny, right, Colleen? During the break, we were talking, and I'm saying, you know, damn it, it's always about knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did so much work on this, and then just in case there were skeptics, you got into neuroscience. I mean, this is really incredible because there's a gap here, right? I guess there always was a gap over time and, you know, it's yeah. so, so different. Well, and I think what's cool about the neuroscience is that you start to get an understanding of that what's being said is coming from a place because the brain's not fully formed yet. Not all parts of the brain are fully formed. And so... um you're not going to get the same reasoning that you're going to get from an adult, even though you have a child that's five nine at eleven, like I was, and looks very much yeah, like wow. an adult and sounds very much like an adult. But you know that the reasoning isn't quite there. I would think. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I would love to give you some um, some things that you can do with this knowledge and how you can dial down the drama. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, I was just going to say. So that means if I'm an animated parent and I'm just talking, my teen might interpret that as anger, right? If, you know, mm-hmm. and not not based on that survey. Well, and I interpret it a lot of times as anger, and I'm not a teen, right? Yeah, it's with your animation. Um, yeah. Okay, so sorry. Go ahead. Uh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> yes. Yes, so um, yes, the things I think that, that are – that can be really, really helpful. I know that that's helped a lot of my parents is when you understand some of this neuroscience is to not, it helps you not take things so personally mm. because, you know, your identity, um, especially for moms, is can be on how well your relationship is. You know, how good is that connection? And, uh, I mean, I'll hear moms all the time is like, you know, we're doing, we were doing well, and then she got mad at me, and it was, and then you feel like you're a terrible parent. So if you can know, like, she's just going to be up and down here, and and it's not personal, can be really helpful. Understanding the teenage brain really can inform your parenting, and it can give you a strategy not only to dial down the drama, but it can give you a strategy to connect with your teen. Yeah, that's incredible because you don't want to be, um, you know, sort of uh, top-down communicating. You almost right. want to be eye-to-eye yeah, communicating, you know. Yeah. That So you're saying that the parents can tap into the neuroscience as well and understand that they can u- develop a strategy going forward. And that yeah. would mean then that I don't have to worry, I'm making this up, of course, of a teen not picking up the phone if I call, right? Yeah. Because we're connected better or something, right? Yeah. And how do you use it to connect better? Um, all right. So uh, you can tell, most parents can tell, is when your daughter is relaxed or your son is relaxed and when he's stressed out. Mm. So you just know when you see that you you're knowing kind of uh, when your teenager's relaxed, she's more in her whole brain, 
when she's giving you the eye roll, slamming the door, saying you hate me, it's kind of a no, literally a no-brainer. She is in that more reactive part of the brain. Yeah, yeah. So that, when, that's interesting because I never thought of it about being in being relaxed using your whole brain. But I was even thinking about even for us, like when you're relaxed, you come up with better ideas. You're able to handle things better. But I never thought about it as that you're using your whole brain. That was really interesting. Sorry, I know I interrupted you, but I thought that was such a good point. Yes, yes. So so here's a huge takeaway for people is what I, I say over and over again is timing is everything. So when there's when there is an incident, if there's a scary time, if there's a frustrating time, if there, uh, you know, a it's an incident with your teenager. That's when the parent feels like it feels intuitive that you need to give them that big lecture, and you need to give them every ounce of wisdom you've had. You want to back it up with all sorts of lifetimes where they haven't. You know, you just load them up with information. It's the worst possible time because Interesting. because the parent's upset, the teen's upset, the teen might even be high um, mm. or on some kind of substance. And what happens then, that's where the drama happens, is you confront the teen, no, I didn't, yes, you did, you've done this before, and it, and it escalates. Well, when you know that teen literally is offline, any kind of life wisdom that you're offering at that point, they can't and they can't take it in. So you, mm-hmm. you, there's no way they can receive your advice. It's interesting, right? Knowing that, I love that. You know, and that strategy that you talked about earlier, Colleen, that you can develop is exactly that. Um, you can observe, and then, but then you have to somehow wait. Well, what I think is interesting, though, right, is that. You'll be in the middle of these fights and all this drama is happening and you're lecturing and then they do the same thing again and you're saying, you know, you're not even listening to what I'm telling you and I've told you this a zillion times, but I love what you just said, Colleen, because basically you're saying that when they're in that, in that part of the brain, they can't even take in all your pearls of wisdom at that point. Right. Even yeah. if it was non-confrontational. Yeah. Right. So the wow. good news, the the good news is what, what I what I tell the what I tell parents is in that in the incident you just want to contain the situation. So, like you know, you say you need to go to your room, you need to give me your keys. So you just contain it, and then you wait. And it's good for a parent to wait because a lot of times when we're upset, we might throw out a, a threat or we think it's a consequence. Like you're not driving again, which we can't. We don't really mean. So you want to really have time to think of, you know, how am I going to handle that behavior? What what do I need to do? What does my teen need to learn here? And the teen needs to calm down. Now, they may think that you've forgotten about it, mm-hmm. but um, when the next time that they're calm, you come in, you've thought about it, now you're clear, and you come in and say, you know, we... We need to talk about this thing. And then it's a much better chance, better time to talk when your teen is calm and you're calm and you're clear. Because when you're upset, you're not clear. 
Because remember, you too as an adult don't have access to the higher brain, which is all that wonderful information of, you know, big picture, all the logic, all the data that you need to, to really be analytical and come up with a good plan. Yeah, I love so, it, right? I mean, this is where skill is really needed in parents, that we need the skill to do what you just said. <laughs> we need the skill to basically um, keep the plane circling with the issue, right, while everybody kind of lets the drama subside so it's no longer, say, a 911 emergency. And then, so maybe the team moves on, but now in the meantime, while that plane is circling, you're really focused with a, a strategy or, or a, a way to communicate correctly so that this goes away calmly. I mean, it's kind of covert, right. but that's skill, right? Right. Um, yes. So yes. it's really a two-way street here, right? And I think, I think, you know, Dial down the drama, which is basically a roadmap uh, for reducing conflict um, with your teenage daughter, which is phenomenal. I think that, you know, it's really a roadmap for parents to communicate. I think they benefit more, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I think it's what I like, what I tell some of my parents is, there's a front stage and a backstage of our life. And so mm. the backstage of our life, the things that people, that the, that the community doesn't see is, is really crucial how that goes because the backstage Im- impacts the front stage. I had a teen come in and her mother had described her as the worst kid ever. And so I, I met this girl and, She's cute as can be. And I said, you know, your mom says you you and her fight a lot. And she goes, yeah, I don't feel good about it. And then she said, would you like to see our fight? Well, she had videotaped several of her her fights with her mom. Wow. And and so when I'm speaking to audiences of moms, there's kind of a, <gasps> a gasp. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, this mother wouldn't want, wouldn't want that. That talk, I mean, the mother really, really lost it. Yeah. Lost I it, bet lost I, it. Um, you know, again, once again, a phenomenal. ColleenOGrady.com. Dial Down the Drama is a roadmap, a guide. It's exactly what you need if you have teens. In fact, the teens should get it and just, here, guys, read this. You know, yeah. turn off CNN, read this. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, but we're not done yet. Uh, we have one more break, and then we're going to come back and talk some more. So please stay with us, Corporate Talk with Charlie Even our special guest, Colleen O'Grady. We'll be right back.
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Well, we're having a great conversation today with um, parenting and team expert Colleen O'Grady. And Colleen is the author of Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter. You can learn more about Colleen and also get a chapter of the book as a Corporate Talk listener if you go to ColleenOgrady.com. And we were just talking about neuroscience, which I found really fascinating just in terms of how your teenager thinks and how you then can um, turn around and communicate them with them a little bit better. And I like what you were saying, and I realized that it was all C's. Hmm. So it was um, contain the situation, and then you have to get calm and clear, and then you can clearly communicate, which oh, I wow. love, right, um, with your teen. Because... It does. It gets so volatile and it explodes so quickly, right? And if you can yeah. just stay calm and contain it and then you get clear, then you can finally communicate and you have much more, I would think, much better communication and just your kid, your, your teen will come to you, I would think, more with issues and communicate with you more. Right. And so I, I definitely wanted to share one more thing with y'all before mm-hmm. Before this ends, which is, well, I'm going to say this really quickly. This could be a 20-minute section, but I just want to say, knowing this is you want to be your your best calm self for your your teen is going to take some strategy for, you know, for all working parents because we're trying to juggle so many things. But what is such good news to, to my parents, to the moms, is is when you, I'm giving you really a lot of permission to take really good care of yourself because when you, I've noticed when my moms have gone to that movie, made time for that lunch, you know, you know, made that exercise workout, they're more, they're more, you're more patient. Mm-hmm. You have, you have more energy. You're not resenting that you're doing all this for everybody and what are you getting in your own life? Right. So, so taking really good care of yourself, and that's going to take strategy for busy working parents because, you know, there's not a lot of extra time, but you can do it. But here's the thing I wanted to make sure I get is knowing the neuroscience is is allows you to really have a good connection. So I what I'd like to tell my parents is that you can have 15 to 20 minutes a day of connecting and being fully present and the, the the good news is that you can do that and what I like to say is you um, take 15 20 minutes a day where you're not trying to monitor your team but you're just up to enjoying them or being present to them mm. and and this usually comes 
when they're relaxed and it's not on our own time schedule. You know, I remember taking my daughter to school and thinking this is a great time for us to, to catch up, but she was really already kind of worrying about school and social politics, and so she went, wasn't really wanting to talk. But it, in the evening, she'd plop on the bed and throw the dog up there, and I'd have to close my computer and realize this is the time. Mm-hmm. And when she was relaxed, she would tell me everything I ever wanted to know. She'd tell me, you know, about who she thought was cute, what was going on in her classes. And sometimes, though, it would start with her showing me something frivolous like a cat YouTube video. <laughs> but, but if I watch that, I watch the cat YouTube video, and she was relaxed, and I'm not correcting her. And for those 20 minutes, she tends to tell me all the stuff that's going on. And why that's important is she could see that I was enjoying her. And we yeah. would have a positive experience. So I think sometimes parents think I have to do this big wow event with my teen. But if you just do 15 to 20 minutes of just downtime, relaxing, being present with your daughter, that's one of the best things you can do or with your son. You know, and I love what you said about that. She could see that I was really enjoying her. Right. It wasn't that it was mechanical. Right. Right. It wasn't mechanical. You were looking at the video. You were laughing at the video. You weren't correcting her. You were just having, that's why really appreciating her for who she was. They need the dial down the drama guide because they'll be coached to do that. Right. And then not only do it, but like it. Well, and, and then what you find is, is that I would think that you know, your house life, your home life calms down and everybody's just happier. It just things just run a little smoother. It's not that there aren't going to be fights. But... Well, and, and you're right. And the other thing, Colleen, that you said, which um, is really true as well, is you have to take care of yourself. We always say that all the time, right? What do we right. say? We got to put the oxygen on your face first <laughs> in the plane yeah. and then the one next to you. <laughs> so, but it's important. Um, moms are just so unique in their attention and their self-sacrifice. Right. Yeah. And, um, if they, if, if they can be true students of dial down the drama, they will maybe give up a little of that and put more time into themselves so it could pay back more. Well, because nobody wants to feel like someone sacrificed their lives for you. I mean, you know, you want to feel like, I remember always feeling bad that my mom didn't look happy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just feel better when your parents are happy. Yeah. Yeah. She's... Yeah. 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 And, being and, able to... usually, and usually that the mom who sacrifices is mm-hmm. resentful. Right. And, um, and, and is, you know, loses her, her patience and her temper. So no one really wins. And it isn't a good example then for their daughter either. I mean, if, right. if you're sacrificing yourself and you're resentful and you're angry, you're not being a good role model for your daughter. Absolutely. Right. And so you kind of talk about that too. We have about, we have actually about two minutes left, but you talk a little bit about that pressure to be perfect. And you know, so many times you see so many parents always wanting everything to be perfect and it's not about perfect it's just about you know really enjoying your life and your children and your this family that you created yeah wow. yeah it's interesting you in the beginning of of this the show you were talking about the difference 
that I've seen since I've been working with teens, literally my life's work. Mm-hmm. What I have seen is that teens, I used to see, people used to bring teens into my private practice because they snuck out of the house and, you know, got drunk. Now I see a lot of teens who really have so much pressure or feel like they're under so much pressure that they have, have so much anxiety. They're having panic attacks Yeah. because, yeah. Um, you know, like when I went to college, I, I mean, I knew I could get in the state school. These, these kids, you know, the, as freshmen, they're as in middle school, they're, they're, they're just like, are under so much pressure to make like perfect grades and build their resume for college. Yeah. And they are really stressed out and, and parents are stressed out about that. If you think about it, most of the fights we have with teens yeah. is around the future. Yeah. You know, don't you know, don't you care about your future? Don't you want to get into a good college? You know, so we, um, so, so the, the, the mom or dad feels pressure, and so unknowingly they put more pressure on the teen who already feels so much pressure. Yeah. And and yeah. even if it – go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. So even if a kid looks like they're procrastinating, sometimes what I, what I see is that they've given up. They feel mm. like they can't get it perfect. They feel like it's too late. I've had a lot of freshman girls and – Freshman boys just feel like it's already too late. I've screwed up because I made a C. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. It's this um, the perfectionism is is killing the joy in families. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What I was going to say is I was just reading about that, and it really makes me sad because it should be a time when you're having fun and you're already just. Making yourself crazy. We have help now, right? We have PolinoGrady.com. Dial down the drama. It's a guide to just remedy this problem with your team. Right. Just take that time to learn about it. Colleen, thank you so much. This was such a terrific show. I mean, all your information is just so pertinent and just so important. I think it's bigger than we think. And I think there's also a lot of great leadership tools in this dial down the drama guide that you have produced as well. So thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us today. Yep. Excellent. Oh, well. Well, I really appreciate your time and, um, and and this privilege to be able to talk about this. Thank you so much. Um, no, great work, great mission. We will do whatever we can to help uh, get it out because I think if you're a parent, you need this. I agree. Excellent again. Uh, great job, great show. And for everyone that's listening, um, to learn more about the book, Dial Down the Drama, you can go to ColleenOgrady.com. And the book is available on Amazon, and it's a terrific read. So thank you. So thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week. Bye, guys.